0: The book of hebrews you may be seated the book of hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 hebrews 11 and 6 some of you probably could quote the scripture it's from the chapter of faith Of course you could quote it He's, brother arnold's got it up on the screen it'd be easy to cheat there no it's good to have it on the screen it's good to quote it good to memorize it i'd like for us to read this scripture together here tonight hebrews 11 and 6 let's all say it together but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In that scripture, it sums up everything about what I'm going to teach tonight, and I'm going to go back to a very familiar story that we've heard many times, taught and preached and have read um, but it's the story of the woman that had the issue of blood and I know that there are scriptures in the Bible stories in the Bible that I don't think we can fully completely exhaust all of the word that's in a story I've heard messages preached on this story so many many times but I've never heard it the same but when we look at the scripture, we find an act of faith that says here in Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. We find faith in this story. And then it says, for he that cometh to God, we also find her coming to God and then it goes on for he that cometh to God must believe that he is so in this story we also find that she believed that he is that he is the healer of her body and then it goes on and says and that he is a rewarder of them we also find in the story that he rewarded her for believing and seeking And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, not passively, but diligently seek him. Here was a woman that uh, had to seek the Lord through a lot of pain and suffering and exhausting of all of her finances. Maybe not all of it, I don't know, but a lot of it. With doctors that tried to help her, but yet couldn't help her. And she was at a point of desperation. I think we all could relate to that, that point of desperation, that point of struggle, that point of being at the end of our rope, not knowing what else to do, because a lot of times we spend all of our resources and all of our energy on what we can do and don't spend all of our resources and energy on what God can do because when God does it he does it right and he does it perfect so she went through 12 long years of struggle but uh, without faith it is impossible to please him when we look at that portion of the scripture without faith it is impossible to please him we do know that that there was a difference and this woman touching Jesus and other people touching Jesus. There's a total difference here in this um, that we need to look into here tonight. I know it's important for us to believe, to have faith, to trust in God. Um, It was said by C.S. Lewis in his writing, A Grief Observed, talking about belief. It says you never know how much you really believe anything until it's truth or falsehood becomes a matter of life and death. Let me read that again. There's more to this but I want to get this understanding here of this. You never know how much you really believe in anything until it's truth or falsehood becomes a matter of life and death it is easy to say you believe a rope to be strong as long as you merely you are merely using it to cord a box or wrap a present or hold pieces of maybe plants together some of you have tied up your tomato plants to hold them up by a rope or by a string, and you trusted that string to be strong enough. But yet, when it comes down to life or death, it's a different faith to believe, either to believe it's true or it's false, that it's strong enough to help you. It is easy to say you believe a rope to be strong as long as you are merely using it to court a box. But suppose you had to hang by that rope over a a cliff or a precipice. Wouldn't you then first discover how much you really trusted it? How much you really trusted in that rope when it's between life and death. It's a different story then because that rope doesn't Uh, have a great meaning. If it breaks, you get another string, you get something else to wrap the cord around the box, but yet when it comes down to hanging off of a cliff uh, between life and death, it's a different story. We want something that we can truly believe in. We want something we can truly trust in. We want something that we know that is going to help (laughs) us survive the life or death situation. So when we look at this, uh, faith is so vital to a child of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. He wants us to believe, have faith in him, trust him in everything that we do. Faith is vital. Uh, Everything that we do in God requires faith and belief. Um, When I put my life... Between, hang between life and death if I put my faith in God I know that it's no matter what comes my way it's, I'm going to survive one way or another I'm going to survive either, either in this life but yet if he chooses to take my life that I'm going to survive in the life to come and just in that story just he was stepping up to that and making a decision that I decide to follow Jesus because he was stepping up to a door to open up into a greater life greater victory no more death no more sorrow no more pain no more struggle but he was putting his faith in something he could trust in that's God God has never failed us has God ever failed anybody here raise your hand if God's failed you God's not failed us there might be times God makes us wait there's a purpose in that we don't always understand it but there is a purpose in the waiting process but we trust him but the woman with the issue of blood was in a life or death situation she could have very easily died from this issue of blood that she had she was in a position of trusting and having faith she had faith in the doctors the doctors didn't come through not that they didn't try they tried and they probably tried to the best of their abilities or to the best of their knowledge. She put her faith in the doctors. We put faith in doctors. Thank God for doctors. Thank God for for medicine. Thank God for um, nurses. Thank God for hospitals. Thank God for first responders. Um, thank God for people that are there to help us during a time of need. Thank the Lord for um, you know those doctors uh, uh, times where we can pick up the phone and call in a case of emergency, but yet our first faith needs to be in God. I remember the time that, and some of you already know this story, but uh, I remember the time several years ago, uh, Timothy and Titus, they were, they were uh, uh, a lot younger. I don't know exactly what age they were, but uh, we got, uh, my wife had got them ready for church. They were sitting on the couch. And uh, they were waiting for us to get ready to go to church. And um, we had a pillow on the couch, and it had a music box inside of it. And on the back of it was a wind-up thing, okay? It was a little T-handle that you wind up, key. And um, uh, as we were getting ready, um, Titus took the off the back of it. You can spin it backward and unscrew it. And he put it in his mouth, and I don't know all the details. Timothy and Titus are probably the only ones with all of the details about this, but he put it in his mouth, and somehow, some way, he swallowed it. I don't know if Timothy hit him. I don't know if Timothy coerced him to do that, uh, but he just simply swallowed it, and he started choking. And I it got caught in his throat, couldn't get it out. And Timothy, I don't. Did you come in to us and you were upset? I don't know how many times Timothy has saved Titus's life. <laughs> God has placed him on the earth to save his life, and thankful I'm sure to be a bigger, bro, uh, older brother. Uh, but um, he came in and got us, and uh, instead of calling. Uh, the uh, the doctor, st- instead of calling 911, instead of calling the ambulance, we got on the phone and called the pastor, and said, "Pastor, we need you to pray right now. We have an emergency. We wanted to call on God first and let Him take care of it. And uh, but through the process, of course, you know, I know the Lord heard our prayer." Uh, there's a purpose behind all of it, I'm sure., uh, but when we finally had to take him to the emergency room and he couldn't hardly breathe, the thing moved where he could breathe, and they took x-rays of it and brought it in. And if you've ever seen a uh, uh, a cartoon uh, where they have you st- you know the guy standing in front of the x-ray machine and he's got a butterfly flying around and his in his uh, stomach or he's got uh, some kind of apparatus in his stomach you can see it well that's what it looked like um, Titus had the letter T for Titus in his throat and we still have the x-rays the doctor wanted to save the T he never gave it back to us so he's got it in his collection I'm sure of things that he's pulled out of people's throats but uh, it looked like the letter T they went in and pulled it out and he survived that. Thank you, Timothy. <laughs> Sweden will be so thankful, and God will be too, for your many times of saving his life. <laughs> you might have to, to uh, make sure he doesn't swallow something else. So. But um, there, there's a lot of times we get in situations of life or death. What, what do we believe in? What do we believe in first? We need to believe in God. We need to believe in prayer first. Sometimes people get wrapped up in so many different things and believing in so many different things, but we, where we need to believe in God first. Well, here was a woman that she put a lot of faith and a lot of finances into believing in doctors, and, uh, but when she had spent everything and had exhausted almost everything in her life and still... Gotten no better, possibly even getting worse. She turned to Jesus. She had probably heard that people were healed, blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, lame getting up and walking. She had heard the miracles. She had heard the the powerful uh, testimonies that were given, which uh, use the power of a testimony. People can't deny your testimony use the power of your testimony. But she couldn't handle it anymore. And I know we have been to that point. We've been to those places where we just I'm frustrated with it. I'm finished with it. I can't handle it anymore. Sad thing is sometimes that's when we turn it over to God. When we need to turn it over to God first. Amen? Because he is the one that can take care of these things. But Uh, There's something very important about touch, having contact, touching. And in this story, having contact with Jesus is so very important. Uh, not Not just any touch, not just any touch, but a touch of faith. And we find this in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 uh, when we read the scripture, but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. There's a lot that was involved in this story that sometimes we don't fully uh, think about, but touch is so very important. She had to get to that point of touch. Not touching Jesus' hand, or his arm or his leg but just touching Jesus somehow some way even if it was the hem of his garment or in this case we'll talk about this in just a moment the fringes that the Jewish uh, young men wear just touching those fringes on his, on his clothing uh, she felt like that that was enough uh, power within Jesus' fringes to just touch that She had enough faith to believe for that. Touch, touch. Charles Sell said in his article of Unfinished Business, no more convincing evidence of the absence of parental affection exists than they compiled by Wren Spitz in a South American orphanage. Spitz observed and recorded what happened to 97 children who were deprived of emotional and physical contact with others. Touch is so very important. Because of a lack of funds, there was not enough staff to adequately care for these children. These children were healthy children uh, at the ages of three months to three years. Nurses changed diapers and fed and bathed the children. But there was, it was not just touch, it was a loving touch that made the difference. Nurses changed their diapers, they touched them. When they changed their diapers, when they fed them, they touched them. When they bathed them, they touched them. Uh, but there was a l- little time to hold and cuddle and talk to them as a mother would and love them. After three months, many of them showed signs of abnormality. Abnormal- normality besides a loss of appetite and being unable to sleep well many of the children lay with a vacant expression in their eyes after five months serious deterioration set in they lay whimpering with troubled and twisted faces often when a doctor or nurse would pick up an infant it would scream in terror because it was just touch there's more to touch than just touch there's expression, there's feeling, there's love in touch. So it goes on and says, as the doctors and nurses would pick them up, they would scream in terror. 27, almost one third of the children died the first year, but not from lack of food or health care. They died of a lack of touch and emotional nurture. Because of this, seven more died the second year, and only 21 of the 97 survived, most suffering serious psychological damage, as they observed, because it's not just touch. It was touch with emotion. And in this story, uh, in the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 42, the woman had the issue of blood, it was not just touching Jesus because... There was a throng of people that were around Jesus touching him. But the difference and all of those other people around him touching him and her touching him, it was the touch of faith that made the difference in her connection with the Lord and to get her prayers answered. In the book of Luke chapter 8 verse 42 is where we are going to be reading this story for he had one only daughter which was talking about the man before him and trying to get Jesus to heal his daughter and she was about 12 years old of age and she lay dying but then it goes on the next sentence goes on and starts talking about where Jesus was at before this woman touched the hem of his garment and it says but as he went the people thronged him thronged him now the ancient Greek word here is translated where we translate the word thronged it's interesting to note but it means almost suffocating him They were so close to Jesus and people so crowding in to be able to get something from Jesus that they were suffocating him. Almost suffocating him, I should say. So great was the throng about him, of people. But all of those people that touched him, I don't know how many were healed, but there's a lot of people I'm sure that walked away that day without their healing because there is a difference in the touch of God and the touch of God with faith it pleases God when we touch him with faith and believe in him for our healing our deliverance or, or our loved ones being saved or our, uh, our church having a harvest and a I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on about things we pray and we desire from the Lord for him to answer. But it's the one that touches him with faith makes the difference. The same Greek word, interesting here, the same Greek word that is used to describe uh, this situation of thronging is also used in this same chapter, Luke 8 and 7, when it talks about the seed of, the seed is planted in the four different areas of ground. Some was planted on thorny ground. Some was planted on stony ground. Some was planted, in, it's got different places. And then some was planted on good ground, and it grew. All of it, you know, grew at some point. But what the illustration here is, is in the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 7, uh, it talks about that there was a choking of the seed of the word, is it possible that when we just touch God without the consideration of faith that we can choke out the Word into our lives and not allow it to grow, but when we touch the Lord with faith, it begins to something begins to grow with inside of us it's healing it's deliverance it's it's victory in our lives Is it possible that we could choke out the Word coming to us because we're just uh, you know sometimes passively just touching God because that's just it's time for church it's time to it's time to pray, so we just pray it 's time to worship, so we just worship, we just sing songs, but we don't touch him with faith. I want to ask the question, and only you can answer it here today, and I can answer it for myself, but how many times have we come into the house of God and just touched him, not really expecting anything from him or expecting anything to happen. But yet when we walk into the house of God and we touch him with faith, how many times when we're desperate and we're believing and trusting in God and we're hanging off of a cliff between life and death and we touch the Lord, all of a sudden we get something powerful from God because we touch him with faith. I know we've all done that. We've all done that. We've we've all been there where we come we've come into the house of the Lord, and it's almost like and I you know I know you know we've got so many things going on in our lives. We've got so many things that are pressing us, so many things that are getting our focus of what's happened in life and the struggles of life. And we walk into the house of God and and there are times that our minds are just wandering on the struggle, on the problem, on the situation. And our minds are far, far, far from the house of God or God's presence. We've all done that. But how many times have we walked into the house of God seeking something? and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And we've walked into the house and our, 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 our plan, our goal, our desire, our craving is just to touch him, not just to touch him, not just feel a splash over from someone else touching God and it splashes over on us, but we touch him ourselves. There's something here. That's not even in my notes, but the Lord is just kind of stirring my thoughts on this right now, but sometimes we, we, we walk in the house of God, but we've got to not just touch him. We've got to connect with him, and when we walk into the house of the Lord, it is so vital, so very important for us to enter into his presence with singing and, and, and worship him, but we've got to also enter in in prayer. prepared. To touch him, not just to touch him for touch sake, like going to the job and clocking in at the time card. I've done my duty this Sunday, or I've done my duty this Wednesday, and walking back out the door, I touched him and I'm okay now. No, what about relationship? Touching him with faith or something powerful happens. A miracle happens. And it does require for us to be able to walk into the house of the Lord, and we've got to be able to train ourselves to shut our minds down, our emotions down, our feelings down on the struggle of life and leave it outside the door. It will be there. You don't have to worry about it. Trust me, it will be there. You know it is. It'll be there when you're finish with church but while you come into the house of the Lord check out on that stuff don't check out on God check out on those things and when we walk into the house of the Lord be totally focused upon him and have a desire and a craving that I'm going to touch him with faith because faith is what pleases the Lord it's what pleases him I'm going to touch him with faith And something is going to happen. Amen. But he was thronged by a multitude of people. But he was touched by a woman that was hanging between life and death and was desperate. She needed a touch from the Lord. And then verse 43... And a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, now this says, had spent all her living upon physicians. She was at the end of a rope. She had spent all of her living upon physicians. Neither could be healed of any, of any. A woman having a flow of blood for 12 years. Pretty tough situation for her. Didn't have any help of doctors. It's been everything you thought. She thought she'd have some kind of progress, but didn't. This woman was in a very desperate condition. Now, understand this. Understand this about... Uh, her condition it wasn't just the struggle physically, but this also made her, according to the laws of israel uh her bleeding made her ceremonial, ceremonially and socially unclean, according to the law of that time and this would be quite a burden to live under for twelve years. Can you imagine that she couldn't ceremonially? Uh, go to the temple and worship God can can you imagine us if we were in a situation where we couldn't come to the house of God we we can't imagine that because we've we've been in COVID you know we've been in that situation but we were able to worship and praise God in our homes so we were able to connect with God Um, it's just not the same though you just we just got to be in the house of God But can you imagine her uh, not able to even go to the house of God when others were going? Ceremonially and socially, she was unclean according to the laws. According to the Jewish ideas of the time, if, if this woman touched anyone, she imparted her uncleanliness to them and uncleanliness that would not allow them to take part in any aspect of Israel's worship. We find this in the book of Leviticus, chapter 15, 19 through 31, which is Leviticus 15, 19 through 31, which is the, uh, the writings of the laws of that time. But she was wanting healing because not only did she want to overcome this physically and be socially Uh, able to do things but she had a desire to ceremonially be able to worship God in the temple like she wanted to can you imagine for 12 years that they would keep you out of the house of God you wanted to go but they would keep you out of the house of God couldn't come to church couldn't come and worship Um, it's strange to me you know how and I Sorry, but I just, I know one of the states in this country says you can go to church but don't sing. That, to me, is they don't understand the essentials of coming to the house of God. Evidently, they're not Pentecostal. (laughs) Uh, Evidently, they're not, they don't know what the Bible says. You know, uh, Psalms 150, Psalms 100, Psalm You know, several Psalms. We we sing praise unto the Lord, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. But she couldn't do that. She couldn't come for twelve years. She was like an outcast at that point. She went to doctors, she was wanting healing, she wanted to get better, but she only suffered worse and became poorer because of it. Matter of fact, the writer, Luke, was a great he was a physician. He understood this this thought uh he knew how doctor bills could take all that you had he was a doctor himself luke but she was struggling and she had enough she was finished with it she was ready for something to change this is interesting i i was reading uh some of this <laughs> it's kind of comical but uh but yet uh, a lot of times um, different uh, rabbis would come up with these different concoctions of how to overcome certain uncleanliness um, the ancient rabbis had many different formulas to help a woman afflicted like this Rabbi uh, Jochanan says take of gum Alexandria of alum and corcus hortensis the weight of zuzi each let them be bruised together and given in wine to the woman that hath an issue of blood i'm sure that's going to take care of a whole lot of things i don't even know how to pronounce the words but but then he says if this fails take of persian onions nine logs (laughs) that'll do a whole lot It'll at least make you die, and you'll, ne- you'll forget your problems at that point. Take a, per- a Persian onion's nine logs. Boil them in wine, and give it to her to drink, and say, Arise from thy flux. But should this fail, then you have another option. Set her in a place where two ways meet, and let her hold a cup of wine in her hand, and let somebody come behind and affright her, and say, Arise from thy flux. In other words, scare her to death where she will forget all of her problems. <laughs> I, this is from ancient rabbis. I'm just reading what it says here. I, man can come up with all kinds of crazy things, but the Lord can do these things so very simple by just believing. But then he goes on and says, but this, if this doesn't work, then... And then they stop there. There's no telling what else they had there. But you see, when a soul is sick today, they often go to different doctors and we try to figure out what to do and spend great time and money. And sometimes we're healed, sometimes we're not. I'm not saying that to knock doctors. I I know they're practicing medicine and sometimes they practice on us. And I'm not saying that disrespectful, but I do know that's what they say. They say they're practicing medicine. I mean, that's from their mouth. But we, we go a long way until we finally get back to Jesus when we need to go to Jesus first. My wife always says that. Uh, she even said it to the superintendent of Illinois. <laughs> I hate to say this, but he asked for a... He had a terrible headache, and he needed something to take care of the headache, and she said... How about if we just pray? He said, okay. And we prayed. And then he, I don't know where he went after that. But we prayed and believed God for a miracle. First. First. And there's a lot to be said there. But a sick soul goes to all kinds of doctors. But then the Bible goes on and says in verse 44 that... Basically, she came behind him. There was a throng of people. They were all touching Jesus. She came behind him, in verse 44, and touched the border of his garment. We call it the hymn, but it was the tassels on the side. I've seen those when we were in Jerusalem. It's tassels to remind them of certain things in the Jewish law but she came behind him, had enough faith and understanding that if she touched anybody she was unclean she couldn't touch Jesus, she would get ridiculed and thrown out she couldn't touch his hand, couldn't touch his leg couldn't touch his arm, couldn't touch him in any way, but she knew and she had enough faith that if I just touch the hem or the tassels on on his belt, that will be enough to heal my body and that's what she did She came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And the Bible says, And immediately her issue of blood staunched. That's how quick God can take care of things. If we just touch him with faith. Touch him with faith. Faith requires a lot of sacrifice. Faith requires a lot of commitment. Faith requires us overcoming a lot of words that come from a lot of people that's got a lot of advice to tell us what we need to do, what we don't need to do, uh, but faith in the word of God. Sometimes we've got to overcome a lot of obstacles to get to that point of touching him with faith. Sometimes we got to c- go past our sickness. Sometimes we've got to go past our struggle, our heartache, our pain, our, our and if God chooses to use doctors, thank God for that. Uh, doctors have been very helpful in my life and in your life. But thank God for that. But we put our faith and trust in him first. She came behind and touched the border of his garment because this woman's condition was, it was embarrassing to her. And because she was ceremonially unclean and socially unclean, she would have been condemned for touching Jesus or even being in a pressed crowd. She would have been, condemned but she had to overcome that obstacle because she was finished she was finished with her struggle she was finished with her heart heartache and her pain and she pressed through the crowd that was thronging jesus and she reached out and touched the 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 hem of his garment or the border of his garment or the tassels and immediately she was made whole she was healed the blood stopped Just touching Jesus, even in a press crowd. She wanted to be, she wanted to do this discreetly or secretively. She did not openly ask Jesus to heal her. She didn't want to bring attention because of her uncleanliness in the Jewish law. The word fringe or border is the Greek, from a Greek word in the Septuagint term for the tassel which Uh, Which the male Jews were to wear on the corners of their outer garments. But when the woman approached Jesus with a degree of, of superstition, thinking there was power in the border of his garment, yet there was also an element of faith. All these other people touched Jesus. Jesus didn't say anything about the throng of people that touched him and were crowded. And as the the meaning of that throng means almost suffocating him closing him in and he didn't say anything about them but he did say something about I felt virtue flow out of me someone touched me because somebody touched me with faith that's pleasing to God very pleasing to God there was an element of faith in that touch and verse 45 says, And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, the Bible says, Peter and they that were with him said, Master of the multitude, throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? Jesus notices those that touch him with faith. When you pray with faith, It brings the attention of the Lord. This house could be completely packed full, but the ones that he is going to focus in on and bring his attention, where virtue is going to flow out of him into their life, and they're going to find the answers to prayer are those that don't just touch him, but those that touch him with faith. Amen? Those that touch him with faith. They said, You know, they're thronging thee and press thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. The difference of the ones that receive their healing and the ones that don't receive uh, anything is the difference is faith. The difference is faith. And Jesus said, somebody had touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. There has been times that I have prayed for people and um, I've literally felt something flow out of me into them. And there are times that I have prayed for people that I didn't feel anything and I felt a wall there. I felt no faith. I felt a wall there. It's not about me touching, but the Bible does say lay hands upon the sick and pray for them. But it's the Lord flowing through us. But when we have faith, it begins to get the attention of the Lord. Faith, a touch with faith. Verse 47 says, and when the woman saw that she was not hid, all of a sudden she was out in the open. She was trying to do this secretly, but yet... Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? I felt virtue flow out of me and now the crowd's attention was on her. She was a woman that was that had uncleanliness and, and socially and ceremonially and she was exposed then. But she was healed. The woman saw that she was not hid. She came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people, for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed she had a testimony at that point you can't deny testimonies people can say all they want to your testimony is not true but they weren't there you were nobody can deny your testimony (laughs) nobody can say it didn't happen because they weren't there you were there You experienced it. You felt the flow. I felt the the warmth of God's spirit and energy flow through my body and heal my body. I felt that touch. I felt that ministering of the spirit. I felt the supernatural power of God. Nobody can, can deny that, but she said, because of what cause, this is the reason why I touched him and how she was healed immediately. Verse 48, and he said unto her, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. She went in peace. She was whole. Thank the Lord I read that scripture. Because the Lord gave me a message the other day, and I was getting ready to write it down, and I had some things to write down for work, and I forgot all about it. But now that I read that scripture, it came back to me. I told the Lord, If it's your will, you'll give it back to me, and He did. I need to write that down before I forget it here. Let's see. (laughs) Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. You see, many people touch him. But it's those that touch him with faith that gets his attention because something flows out of him. When people lay hands upon the sick and pray, it's God flowing. Something's flowing out of him through that touch into their life. When you lay hands upon the sick and pray for them, it's not you healing. It's not me healing them. It's God flowing through us. Virtue is flowing out of him through us into them. There's power in that. There's power in that. You see, there's a lot of people touch God there's a lot of people that claim to be Christian and say I, I want to touch God but yet uh, they don't, you know, there's people and, and we're guilty of it too but there's people that have touched him and not touched him with faith. It was, It's just been a, an act of touch just for the sake of touch but when we touch him with faith, the Bible says it uh, that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man it availeth much. She was touched Desperate. And when we get to that point of being desperate and we touch him with faith, God, I believe. The thing about it, we believe God can do anything, don't we? Uh, The question is uh, that we got to get past is do we believe that God will do it for me? Or do we believe that God will do it now? Or do we believe that, God, that I'm worthy to have it? You know, sometimes we, we have all of these obstacles in the way, but when we come to the Lord, this woman did not think about the crowd. She didn't think about the obstacles. She didn't think about the struggle. She didn't even, she did, you know, she had a few thoughts about the ceremonial uncleanliness and the societal uncleanliness or whatever, but she knew that she had to get past those obstacles and make her way to Jesus and at least touch the hem of his garment or the tassels on his clothes and feel the healing power because she was desperate hanging off that cliff between life and death and she realized that there's nothing else works but I've got to turn to Jesus. That's what we need to do. We need to turn to Jesus. It's just a matter of simple trust of faith, a touch of faith from someone that needs healing, a woman with an issue of blood and the virtue flows out of him and into us. We need to touch the Lord with faith. But here's the whole crux of the whole message here today. If I could put it in this very last part. And I'm not trying to make a doctrine out of this, by all means, because I know that sometimes we pray and wait for God. That's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's times that we need to do that. We pray and we are patiently waiting for the Lord. But there are times that we need to understand that it's not just about waiting on God to come through after we pray but it's about not waiting on God to touch us. It's about us touching God. It's about us touching God. Sometimes we wait and we wait and we wait and we wait and sit. And when God is saying, just come and touch me, how do you touch the Lord? I tell you how you touch him. You touch him in an altar of prayer. You touch him in a you know, in a consistent everyday prayer life. You touch him when you pray and you talk to him and and, and fervently talk to him and desperation. I need these answers, God. I don't know how they need to come, how they need to be packaged, but you know, God, and I give it to you. When we pray, God is going to be touched by our touch of faith. When we come into the house of God, we worship and we Praise Him, and we touch the Lord. We can't just sit and wait for the Lord to touch us. Uh, if that's the case, think about this: we could walk out into the house of the Lord, just sit on a pew, and just wait for God to move around the building. Maybe He will touch us. Maybe He won't touch us. Um, you know, we can't work. You know, let's just wait. Let's not worship because maybe He'll touch us. Maybe no. When you're desperate for the Lord, and you've got a relationship with God, and you want to enter into His presence, and you want to feel Him you're going to pray and you're going to seek God and you're going to touch him with faith. You're going to overcome the obstacles. You're going to overcome all of the stuff out in the world. It's going to be there when you get back out there. But when you come into the house of God and you worship and you praise God and you touch the presence of the Lord with faith, then you can walk out the building even though that problem is still there. It's going to be there but you look at it differently. You're going to deal with it differently. You're going to walk with God and put a more faith in him that he's going to take care of this situation and this need how do you touch God with faith you do it through prayer through worship through effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man it availeth much through the word of God, I've touched the presence of God with faith and even more building my faith. When I read the word, when I hear the word taught, when I hear the word preached, and I, and I receive it into my heart, I've built my faith on that. I've also, hear the testimonies, and it builds my faith. I, I, I've been in times where I just cried out to God in my vehicle driving down the road calling upon him, and I feel the presence of the Lord, and I touch him with faith. That's what a child of God needs to do because without faith it's impossible to please him. He loves when we believe in him. He loves when we believe in him. And when we get to the point where, no, we're unclean. No, yeah. A lot of people hold back from touching God because we feel like we're unclean. We can't come to him. We can't socially touch him. We can't touch others in the crowd. We, we, we get all of these things that the devil throws in our mind that why we can't get our healing, why we can't come into the house of God, why we can't worship. I'm unworthy to lift my hands. I'm unworthy to lift my voice. I'm unworthy. And, and you need to throw all of that out And say, devil, you're a liar. I'm asking God, if you gotta ask God to forgive you. He is faithful and just to forgive you. And when you do that, he forgives you. If you do it sincerely from your heart, He He's faithful. He he wants you to be sincere. Now we can't just say, Well, God forgive me, and then I'm gonna continue to do it, but forgive me. No. We repent. With an honest heart before God. Repentance means turning around. But touching the Lord instead of just waiting on God to touch us, seek out the Lord and we will find the rewards that we're seeking for. Let me read Hebrews 11 and 6 again as we close here tonight but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him Diligently seek him. I think what the woman was doing when she was diligently, when she was touching the hem of his garment, that she was diligently seeking him, was a touch of faith. And God felt the virtue flow out, and she felt the virtue flow out so what I'm saying here today I feel like God is bringing us to the point where and like I said I'm not making a doctrine out of it that's all you do but seek God seek God even when you're waiting on God to touch you seek God and touch him find out where he's at touch him connect with him contact him and you're going to see some things change within your life and my life, within this church. Because what God is doing, he's trying to get us to higher levels in him. And every time we, are, we get into the word and we teach and we preach and we personally read the word of God, God is laying another brick, another stone upon another stone building this building of our lives and we're learning and we're growing we're seeking God and he's saying again here tonight while you're waiting on me to touch you you touch me in a touch of faith virtue is going to flow forth and it will truly get the attention of God amen amen God bless you let's stand tonight the touch of faith again I challenge you and me for us when we're praying not just pray but pray to touch God with faith when we come into the house of the Lord and we sing praises unto the Lord not just sing songs but sing songs in worship and in praise To touch him with faith. Amen. When we come into the house of the Lord of fellowship, we're touching God. We're feeling the presence of the Lord. We're seeking him. We're putting our probes out. And we're not just touching him and filling time and space, but we're touching him with faith what a powerful experience that we will feel as virtue flows out of him and into us and we walk out of this place healed and delivered and set free and victorious and our problems and our struggles and our emotions are are at peace he even told her go in comfort comfort yourself be at peace And that's what God wants. Amen. Let's lift our hands and thank him with our voice and our hands raised unto the Lord. Lord, we thank you.